Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker, and so glad that you're tuning in with us today. Uh, As you know, if you're a Switch Leader, we just wrapped up our first ever Switch Global Leader training, and man, it was amazing. We had leaders from all around the world tune in to make a difference. Well, it was so great that so many of you asked, hey, how can I listen to that again, or how can I be a part of that again? So we decided, why not upload it to the Switch Leader Podcast? So here you go, the first ever Switch Global Leader Training. So we are talking about how to be a great switch leader. You get to hear from me and then Terry Acuna and then finally Vince Parker. You'll see him again. And what we will hope will happen is by the end of our time tonight, you will understand a little bit more of the weight that God has called you to carry when it comes to leading these students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And so when it comes to being a great switch leader, there are three big ideas that we want you to walk away uh, from tonight with. The first one is knowing your audience. If you wanna be a great switch leader, you've got to know your audience. So when I think back on my life and my time as a teenager, uh, I did not know Jesus. I didn't wanna have anything to do with church, right? The entire time I was a switch age student, my family was attending Life Church, but I was not going to switch, right? I was at a point in my life where uh, not only did I not believe in God, but I was looking for as many reasons uh, to not believe in God as I could possibly come up with, right? And I remember all of these different conversations and moments in my life where I uh, was convinced not only that God is not real, but that Christianity isn't even good. But what's interesting is that over the course of the seven years that I would have identified myself as an atheist, there were a few really influential people who stepped into my life and helped point me back to God. Uh, The first one was my mama, Kathy Jo Meehan. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what you got to know about my mom is, uh, first of all, she's amazing. And what was so inspiring to me as I look back is every day when I would wake up after like getting ready for school, I would walk upstairs because like my room was in the basement and we had this weird setup to our house. But I'd walk upstairs and I would walk like through uh, the living room into the kitchen to make breakfast. And every single morning, my mom would be sitting on our like family computer reading the U version, uh, reading U version on like Bible.com, not even the app, the website. And again, this is like, gosh, 13 years ago now. So this is before the website got updated when it was just not good, (laughs) right? But what's so funny is every morning, my mom was in God's word. And every day, even though I didn't care about what she was reading, I noticed that she was reading it. And I noticed that no matter how much of a punk I was to my mom, she always loved me. Second person is a kid named Dane Edwards. So senior year of high school, I moved to a uh, new state, a new city, a new school, and I started wrestling because I had done mixed martial arts previously. This new city that I moved to didn't have any good martial arts gyms. So I thought to myself, I might as well wrestler. Well, the best wrestler on the team was a guy named Dane Edwards. He's a multi-time state champion. And Dane was a hardcore Jesus freak, right? Like he loved God and he loved people. And I remember having the first conversation with Dane when I shared with him that I didn't believe in God, that I was an atheist. And uh, I was expecting that sort of look of shock and horror on his face that when I would have that conversation with Christians that they would often respond to me with. But that's not at all how Dane responded. 
Dane just sat there and he listened to me in a new city, a new state, a new school, as a senior in high school, trying to figure out what am I gonna do with the next part of my life? Dane was always there for me. Even though I disagreed with so much of what he believed, I found myself in a place where I couldn't believe how well he treated me. And he would continually invite me to church. He would continually ask how I was doing. He would continually pray for me in ways that I didn't understand, I didn't expect. And sometimes were honestly, to me, a little bit weird because I just didn't get it. But he never gave up on me. The third person is a guy named Scott Campbell. So Scott Campbell uh, was the host team pastor at the Life Church that I started attending with my family way back in the day. And I would look for any and every excuse to not go to church that I could possibly come up with. But after I had graduated from high school, I was living with my parents, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with my life. My mom tells me, hey, James, if you're gonna live in my house, you're gonna go to church. So I went to church. Then she signed up my entire family to serve on the host team. And she said, hey, if you're gonna keep living in my house, you're gonna go to church with us and you're gonna serve on host team. (laughs) And that's how I was introduced to Scott Campbell. And the thing about Scott Campbell is he was one of those guys that just always showed up every single weekend with his big old smile on his face. And there was this joy that he had that to me honestly just did not make sense. There was this passion he had for people and for serving Jesus that was literally contagious, right? I found myself serving on host team at a church that worshiped a God I didn't believe in and I loved doing it, right? Like this did not make sense. And week after week, Scott Campbell would show up. He would ask me how I was doing. He would call me by my name and he would invite me to do more. Like there was this one specific weekend where uh, I remember his 32nd theology, so Super Bowl weekend back in 2014. It was snowy as all get out. He, had, he said, uh, he called me on a Saturday and he said, hey, I need you to come and serve tonight because we like don't have enough volunteers. And remind you, I did not believe in Jesus, but I said yes. And I served extra on 32nd theology weekend because Scott Campbell invited me to. And that was the weekend where after serving at that service, I attended the next one. I sat in the auditorium, I heard the gospel presented in a way that I had never understood it before. And I made the decision to raise my hand and become a follower of Jesus. The reason why I tell you about these three people is because every single one of them played an integral part in my journey of getting to where I am today. And you get to be one of those people in the lives of all of our students. Whether you're leading a small group, you're serving on host team, you're on cover two, you're behind the scenes in operations, whether you're serving at Switch Online in the chat or in private prayers, what I need you to understand is that every single one of our students is one intentional relationship away from taking their next step closer to Jesus. And that is why we are so committed to doing anything short of sin to reach people who do not know Christ because we know that the gospel of Jesus Christ changes everything. And throughout history, God has chosen to work through his people to bring others to him. And the thing that you need to know about your audience, these students, is that they are looking for people who are going to serve Jesus passionately, who are gonna serve Jesus with integrity and who are going to show up consistently in their lives. That's exactly what those three did for me And that's what happens every time when you show up to serve and switch. You've got to know your audience. And what they're looking for is a leader that's going to be passionate about Jesus, a leader who's going to be consistent in their lives, and a leader who's going to live with integrity. They're not just going to talk about loving Jesus and loving others. They're actually going to love Jesus and love others. That is how we be an effective switch leader. We become that kind of leader. Now, 
With that being said, that is part one in how to be a great switch leader. To introduce you to idea number two is a good friend, Terry Acuna, who is one of the greatest youth pastors Life Church has ever had. He's a great friend of mine. He's standing over there, uh, I think, waiting for me to finish talking, but I'm waiting for him to walk out. So it's kind of this awkward moment. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Terry Acuna. Come on, James. Thank you so much. Like James said, my name is... Terry Acuna. When you hear that, you probably hear what most people hear. You hear Acuna Matata, right? And I'm going to give you a hint at my age here, but when I was in middle school, Lion King came out. And from that moment on, I was known as Acuna Matata, a nickname that carried all the way through high school. But that's not, not a bad nickname, right? It means no worries. Come on, that's something you can embrace. And I loved it all the way through high school. I loved my time in high school. She had really great friends. I had a great student ministry that I was part of, and I just loved my school. And I wanted everyone to love it as much as I did. Because we'll do crazy things for people that we love. We had an assembly at our high school, and I was charged with creating something that students would remember that would make them love their time at the school. And so a group of friends and I, again, I'm gonna hint at my age, when I was a senior, the Spice Girls were really big at the time. And my friends came up with this idea that we would be the Spice Girls, the dude version. And so we put together this choreographed dance to Dude Looks Like a Lady. And we had Thick and Chunky Spice. We had Sweaty Spice, Smelly Spice. I was Samoan Spice. And what that means is that I let my friends take a Hawaiian shirt and tie it up around me real tight. And they might have stuffed it a little bit. I wore a grass skirt. And I did this dance to Dude Looks Like a Lady that was so awful, so bad. But we'll do crazy things for people we love. And you all know that, especially if you're a parent. The best example is that when you first had your baby, you all of a sudden would do things in person and in public that you never would have done before that, right? You get down their face, you scrunch up your face, you make the high-pitched, high-squeal, the, the tongue clicks, all the things. And you're unapologetic about it because you want that baby to know that you love them. See, we're wired that way. As Christ followers, especially, we love Jesus and we want everyone else to love him as well. So here at Life Church, we've actually simplified it down to this. We'll do anything short of sin to reach people who don't know Christ because to reach people no one else is reaching, we're gonna do things that no one else is doing. And we're called to live out that value. In Matthew 28, we hear Jesus actually tell us, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do we do that? Because it says, therefore, go. It doesn't say, therefore, hang out and wait for students to pass by and then disciple them. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. We reach teenagers and parents where they are. We won't wait for them to come to us. So why do we use that verbiage? Why do we use that language, anything short of sin, and therefore, go? It's because there's an urgency because we have opposition. We have Satan, who this last year pulled out all the weapons that he had. He even polished off a few old ones and brought them back, right? We had racial injustice. We had social unrest, political climate. We had a pandemic. And he tried to bring all those things to discourage us and to isolate so many more people. But what do we know? We know that history is written by the victor, and for over 2,000 years, the story has been that Jesus came and he overcome, right? He overcame the world. We know that 
for 2,000 years, the story has been um, that grace sets people free, that the gospel has changed lives and eternities. We will continue to proclaim this gospel forever because it's not just our history, but it's our future. And in John 16, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus overcame, he won, he gave us our commission. So what's our response as a church? Anything short of sin. See, the, cha- the world is changing and we have to change with it. When Jesus came and he gave that commission, the world was changing. In the early church, a lot of times we ask the question, how did they spread the gospel so fast? Well, they used what they had in front of them. The Roman Empire's building roads. They were able to use this new technology. They were able to use roads to take it to places, the gospel to places they'd never been. They used boats. They stood on hillsides and presented the gospel not because it was a scenic place to hang out, but because it accommodated more people. If Paul would have had a microphone and an amplifier speaker, he would have let the world know even louder and even better and more efficiently. So when we have the parable of the talents, when we look at what we have now, we're not just going to bury our heads in the sands. We're going to use what we have. What do we have? We had a pandemic that put students in their homes. They're sitting at home. They're playing video games but we have Switch Online. This year we created our own weapons. We have Switch Online now. We have a Twitch channel for Switch Online and we're able to come and meet students where they are because again, we're not gonna wait for them to come to us. We're gonna go to where they are. So when we started Switch Online, we started realizing some really cool things. We had a story from a student that actually told us that he hadn't left his home in five weeks. He hadn't been able to step foot out of his front door and he found us at Switch Online. And then he found out that we had a, a Twitch channel. And he was a gamer. And he said, all of a sudden, I went from being isolated and depressed and without any of my friends. And all of a sudden, I could hang out with my friends two, three times a week. He was able to come to church. He even told us that after a couple of weeks, we had a 24-hour event. And he's like, it's like I got this to have a, a sleepover with my best friends because he joined our 24-hour stream when we started. And he didn't log off until we were finished. Uh, we thought that that was the best thing that we had. See, all of a sudden, we're, we're talking about a kid in Michigan in a state that we've never existed. We don't have a campus in Michigan, and we thought, this is pretty special, right? We've taken this beyond the states that we're in, but now we know that we're in over 100 countries. We're reaching students all over the world, and not just that. Some of you that are joining us with us today are volunteers that are in different countries, Australia, Ghana, Jamaica, all over the place. You guys are hanging out with us, and we love that because we're reaching students all over the world. One of our Switch students that serves at Switch Online, her name's Lexi. She actually attends our Midwest City campus, and she's been serving at Switch Online as a host. And what she does is she helps facilitate uh, an atmosphere for students to come and do church together. So she's there to pray with them. She's there to encourage them, to welcome them, to give them scripture and the song titles when they say, oh, I love this song. What is that? During worship, she's there to greet them and take care of them. But it's not easy, man. Ministry online is messy and students come in sometimes hurting and broken. And one night a student came in having some suicidal thoughts. So Lexi pulls him into a prayer channel a prayer chat, she starts encouraging her. There's another adult leader that joins, and they're doing everything they can to invest in this person and, and tell them the truth of who they are. But things escalated. And next thing you know, this student's threatening suicide real time. 
Like they, she sets a countdown for them and says, convince me. And so they start praying. They start encouraging. They start speaking truth. This is who God says you are. And it was awesome to see the way that they just poured out into the student's life and made a difference. And so later that night, we reached out to her parents because that would be hard for anybody. And we just want to check and make sure that she was okay. And her dad was really thankful, but he told us something we weren't expecting. He said, you know, um, I appreciate you letting me know because this is going to be actually probably really hard on her because earlier this year, she lost her brother to suicide. And to realize that Lexi, who lost her brother earlier in the year to suicide, chose to stand in the in the way of other students, to position herself in a place for students all over the world that were dealing with the same struggles, the depression, the isolation that others are dealing with, to stand in that place and encourage them and give them an answer that they're looking for. That's what we get to do. That's what we're part of. So if you're a switch in real life leader that's investing in students, that are investing in students all over the world, thank you. If you're already serving a switch online, thank you. Know that Switch Online is your ministry, whether you've served in, in real life for years and you're like, I don't know what that is, this is part of your ministry now. When you invite your friends to serve with you in Switch and they say, I can't do Wednesday nights, tell them to serve at Switch Online. When you invite students to come and attend Switch on a Wednesday night and they can't be there, tell them to come to church at Switch Online. If you have gamers in your Switch groups, let them know about our Twitch channel because they can be a light in a really dark place that gamers exist. Thank you so much for discipling students all across the world. And next, we have Vince Parker. Vince Parker is our central ministry leader, and he is the most Holy Spirit-driven leader that I've ever known. You guys give it up for Vince Parker. Oh, thank you, Terry. That was amazing, really good stuff. James and Terry have really been helping us out, and I get to bring us on home. And here's what I want you to know, that you can't stop a move of God. That's right. You can't stop it. No matter what you do, no matter how you try, you cannot stop a move of God. Now, one of my favorite things about the role I have is I get to visit all the different Life Church locations and hear your story, how you became a switch leader. For some of you, you recognize that, hey, you found Jesus later on in life, and that you said, hey, I wish someone had told me about Jesus when I was a teenager. For some of you, you had an influential small group leader in your life, and you're like, I can't wait till I can do that for another teenager, for another student. But let me tell you how I became involved in Switch. See, it was 16 years ago at our South Oklahoma City campus. I I was sitting down, it was a few weeks before the Super Bowl, and I remember the youth pastor at the time, his name was Wade. And uh, Pastor Wade was on stage and he says, if you like to serve in our youth ministry known as Switch, be back here at two o'clock. And it was clear as day. God was like, hey, be back here at two o'clock. So I came back. It was 8.30 service. I came back, ate some lunch, came back at 2 o'clock, and I was there, and I listened, and I went through orientation. I did the background check, and I was set, and I was ready to go. I was ready to be there that first Wednesday night. And so as luck would have it, uh, my boss called. I worked for a CVS at a time, and he said, hey, here's the deal. We're opening a new location in Lubbock, Texas, And we're sending extra managers down there to help get it ready. We need it to be ready faster than before. So you'll be out of town for the next three weeks. And I was like, but no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm about to serve and switch. I'm really excited. And the enemy began to say, hey, maybe that's not what God called you to do. So I went down to Lubbock. I helped get the CVS ready. I was down there for three weeks. And the enemy tried to talk me out of serving 
and switch. He tried to get me to quit. Tried to get me to give up. Tried to get me to not be a part of what God was doing. See, at that time, I had no idea how God would use me, how he would change my life through serving and switch. Because you know, if you serve and switch, you know God has done some amazing things, not only through you, but also inside your life. And so I came back three weeks later, and I got to meet Pastor Nick Smith, Pastor Wade, Pastor Jeremy, and several others throughout the year because I said yes and because I did not give up. Here's the deal. You can't stop a move of God but you can choose to get out of the game. And here's my encouragement to you today. Don't get out of the game. Last year when the pandemic hit, when we were in 34 locations, we could have simply just said, you know what? When we open back up, we'll commence. But this is what we know. That students are hurting. They're dealing with depression, anxiety, that they don't know what to do, that they're feeling extra lonely. Matter of fact, those are some of the very things that you as a switch leader have felt. But God is still with you because you can't stop a move of God. There's a story in Acts. Uh, Peter and the apostles, they were preaching the word of God, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees had locked them up and said, here's the deal. I need you to not preach God's word anymore. And Peter and the apostles were like, Listen, you don't know what God has done. You don't know how he was up on the cross and how he was risen from the grave and how he's changing lives and how people are being healed. And they said, don't do it again. Well, they did it again because how can you not share God's word? And so they were locked up. And the Sadducees were like, I tell you what we're going to do. To end this, we're just going to kill them. We're just going to kill them. We'll be done with them. And then when the Sadducees said, hey, hold up for a minute. Let me offer a bit of advice to you. If these men are really from God, then what is happening cannot be stopped. What God is doing through Life Church, what God is doing through Switch, what God is doing through you can't be stopped. My encouragement to you is this. Keep going. Don't give up. God has so much more that he wants to do in you and through you. Here's the deal. I get it. Youth ministry is a ton of fun dealing with a bunch of kids who have undeveloped brains, right? But here's the deal. God has chosen you. He has called you, and he's equipped you. So you might find yourself on a Wednesday night asking the question of, why do you like Fortnite and what's a skin? Or you might find yourself involved in a conversation that has to do with makeup. Or like Pastor James says, you might find yourself talking to someone who's an atheist and you're just getting to know them and their story. Or maybe you've been doing this for a few years now and your entire group is a bunch of seniors and you're asking them what's next for them. See, you get to help students build their faith no matter where you serve and switch. In real life, on Wednesday nights, online, student sections on the weekend, host the city group at your home. This is what we know, that God is doing, expecting more than we could ever hope, think, or imagine. And it's because of you. Say it with me. You can't stop a move of God. See, here at Switch, we have a mission. It's this, to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And each and every one of you get to be a part of that. It's my honor and it's my blessing to serve alongside of you. And I can't wait to see what all God does to switch this 
year. So stay in the game, and remember, you can't stop a move of God. Well, there you have it, the first ever Swiss Global Leader Training. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you are back next week with an all-new episode. Can't wait to share that with you. And thank you for listening to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.